0: Welcome to Burning Hell.
2: Are you sitting or standing? I can't.
1: Is it making you nervous? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry.
2: (laughs) I want you to be comfortable when you go to hell. Standing doing a podcast is my actual hell.
1: I am in Florida during a pandemic. Don't tell me what hell is. Didn't they just open up everything? Why aren't you at the bar? <laughs> no, th- no. these people are wild. I'm afraid to leave the house because there are <laughs> like maskless wild animals out here. <laughs> I have uh, seven anxiety attacks but when I get in my car before I reverse out of the driveway. I'm like, <gasps> am I ready to go into the wild, wild west of Florida maskless weirdos? And okay,
2: more importantly, is your dog okay? yeah he's great I'm sure okay look I'm gonna announce you now oh great okay guys I am with Kate Chestine. um we go so far fucking back to the point that I forgot how we met we met when I was at Betches Kate rolled in and she didn't know like obviously I, I like liked watching her on Below Deck but I fell in love with her personality on Twitter and I was like oh my god Kate like I tweet too and she's like okay bitch everyone has a Twitter calm down I'm like I love your tweets and then we followed each other at the time. I remember you were like, I don't even know how Instagram works. I don't, I don't really care. Like I remember you were having like an Instagram issue, but you followed me and then we've oh. just like been best buds ever since.
1: My Instagram issue. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not going into TikTok, Hannah. You're not going to make me, I have my boundaries. Girl, do you TikTok? You I do,
2: do. I did it during the dark, dark periods of quarantine. <laughs> I won't make you. I won't make you do TikTok.
1: So I. That's what I'm asking you.
2: I feel like you, low key, are using reverse
1: psychology and want me to make you do TikTok. Well, it's full circle, Hannah, because when I first met you, I was apparently I was having an existential Instagram crisis. That was like
2: <laughs> three or four years ago. We met. Then, what did we do?
1: I had well, you on personal. yes, you. Well, um, you were so funny at that Betches interview, and like you know doing press days you meet a lot of people and you like answer a lot of questions but you were so funny I was like I like her so then I followed you and I was like wow she is funny she oh and Twitter is different Twitter's difficult like is a different you know, monster I call it an exchange rate like there's an exchange rate for followers like Twitter it's hard to get a lot of followers because you can't count on filters you have to like use your words and your wit and it's like a toilet bowl it's a toilet bowl of social media
2: it is yeah people can't just like easily like stuff or easily follow they have to comprehend your words they don't just see like a pretty face and go like they have to read it they have to then relate to it they have to then explain to their friends why it's funny it is a deep exchange
1: i mean it's like the current day pen pals it's beautiful it's romantic Um, but I think it's more respectful or respectable to have a Twitter following, you know?
2: I totally agree. Well, people have a Twitter following. You're like, they're either smart or funny, which are two great qualities.
1: Smart, funny, rich or famous.
2: True. All goals. All goals. But you've, so much has changed since I've seen you. I had you on Burning Hell. You were hilarious because I remember you were like another press day. I think you were drinking wine and we were, of course- and we talked about how you did not have a sense of smell. And like, as a gassy person, I was like, oh my God, I can see myself
1: spending a lot of time with this person. And we just right? laughed the whole time. Right? <laughs> me, it's just a funny noise. I mean, it serves me well. I don't know about the people that hang out with me. You know, it's, I think it's better the best for me, but that's fine. Like You don't even know what a
2: fart smells like. Just a funny sound. <laughs> I love it. And then you told me that you always date gay guys accidentally but that they're um they mostly dress as pirates and that's how you can tell they're gonna be gay
1: well no I mean that's definitely a red flag because <laughs> listen ladies gentlemen cisgenders, non-cis everyone if you're dating a man and he's like so I was thinking for my birthday I'm gonna have a pirate party you know he might be a little bit gay I mean it's eyeliner you, eyeliner it's eyeliner, and then it's also kind of, like, long hair mm-hmm. and accessories. Yes. And so, did you it's see like Luke still, on... It's, like, the least drag drag. It's like did a... you
2: see Luke on Summer House dressed as a pirate? Just saying.
1: Did you watch it? No, I've been a little busy in the pandemic. <laughs> You're such a cunt. <laughs> I'm sorry. Listen, um, but I stand by my... There's a few, like, indicators I have for people... I'm not a judgmental person. I'm yes, a, you are. I'm a sociologist.
2: Oh, okay, okay. So there's I'm judgmental.
1: I mean, I will be. I can be. But also, it comes down to science. Like, yes, if you, think, you know the difference between a daffodil and a rose is you're like, one looks like this, one looks like that. So, same mm-hmm. with humans.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And if a guy wants to dress like a pirate recreationally, he probably likes dick. And I know that so you've gotten
2: involved with gay guys. You've gotten involved with women as well. Do you like a little I feminine energy?
1: I think too, by the way, that I got involved with. I have a hunch.
2: That they were gay? Yeah. So you're saying you weren't hooking up with other straight women
1: for fun? No. I call them lesbian sharks. <laughs> what is a lesbian shark? Please explain. Okay. So a lesbian shark is a lesbian. <laughs> likes a straight girl and they like circle around and they're like oh they love it. the challenge uh-huh and it's like you're nemo you've got half a finger <laughs> oh i'm just and they're like circling they're like just come here a little fishy and then they go in for the kill and you're like
2: oh they wait for a little blood to come out during your period when you're a little emotional and insecure,
1: insecure. <laughs> there but you know, so lesbian sharks are like the real lesbians and um Wait, they, so you
2: like masculine women and feminine men
1: I'm like Miley Cyrus
2: you are you are the bravo Miley Cyrus
1: <laughs> I love that for me
2: the question is so many bravo celebrities have had music videos when are you gonna have I can see you doing like a funny rap video
1: right like Nicole Richie style Quibby. yes yes I can see that for you oh my gosh let's drop a beat let's let's make a bop remember when we did our Not t- now but like later
2: oh hell yeah i i just want a booty like pop in the background of your video and i imagine it on a yacht oh my god i can't wait till we can do that i'm, I'm going to down to florida up. Boat.
1: i want to hug trees i want to twerk on trees Hannah. you're like i want
2: ground i want non-moving band ground
1: lover. band lover
2: Landlubber. So, so after we met, we loved each other. We did a show with Watch Your Krappens that was so much fun. And I just remember like being on a high with you guys. And afterwards, we just talk shit in the green room as we do. And then I found out that you're done. You are done doing reality TV. You, yeah, you've moved on.
1: Well, I think I announced that I was done with Below Deck. You were done with Below Deck. Yeah. And were you sad? Were
2: you happy? What was the emotion?
1: I only did below deck because I'd already done yachting for six years. Mm -hmm. And when I started below deck, it was a pretty new show. Everybody in the yachting industry said, if you do that reality show, your yachting career will be over. And I was like, you promise? (laughs) You promise me. Can I get that in writing? So like, I loved Bravo. So I was like, perfect. It's like Mm -hmm. a nice, seamless transition. It only took six years, Mm -hmm. but, um, I just don't want to wear a skirt anymore. And I just I love the part of below deck where it was like sitting in a chair and talking shit about my castmates. Yes. The one-liners. Yes, you know, I love interview times. Um so I just like would like to do more of that and less of the manual labor.
2: And then It seemed like, because you were done with it, but Bravo immediately when they announced it, they were like, but there's other projects in the works. There's other projects in the works. And you basically were told, like, we still want to work with you. So you got this serious show with Andy, Unapologetically Kate, that you did during quarantine, which was a bitch probably because you were not in a studio. First time ever doing it. You had no energy
1: of like... I had zero energy. To be honest, Hannah, since the pandemic has hit my career has been thriving more than ever. <laughs> I, was, I was about to say desperate. because people are desperate. I don't know. <laughs> um, so with that that advantage also because disadvantages because I'm turning into a one woman production studio. Mm-hmm. Mail me equipment. Do you know how hard it is to construct a green screen? Difficult. Holy fuck. Um very difficult. That that project almost didn't happen. They're and, like Kate, if you could run a whole yacht me,
2: You can figure out this green screen.
1: They mailed me a suitcase that could have a human body in it. (laughs) And like with two laminated pieces of paper and it was like uh, Sanitase wipes. And I was like, put it together. I was like, what? This is a problem. You
2: you showed that you're good at doing things and that you're like a competent human from your show. My show, no one asked me to do shit. My show, people are like, did you pee? Like, did you have breakfast? Like,
1: are you smart, Hannah? (laughs) Just <laughs> you're so smart and this is what i want to tell all of your listeners take advice from hannah always give like b level not a plus you know just keep it average because then they expect just the bare minimum and then if you can do like b plus
2: and then like, you do wow. a little b and they forget that's what i say with blowjobs like i never go full hard a plus in the beginning hmm. people people give me that reaction too i'll like make it feel good but I'm not gonna go for like as long as I can until they come like I'm gonna give up before they come no I'm not going for like six minutes or seven minutes
1: no unless you're not Venmo I mean (laughs) unless there's a Venmo involved no I'm just saying so that's a full job no that's a warm-up yeah completion is a a gift privilege privilege anniversary present What's your opinion on, like, doing wifey duties? Like,
2: how long does it take you in a relationship to start doing wifey duties? Like, you know, picking up his plate after he eats and shit like that?
1: Um, never. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll probably do it out of habit, but I'm going to sit on, I'm going to sit on my hands as long as possible. Like, yeah. Train Same. them from the beginning, like children Same. and dogs, you know?
2: Sam, A hundred percent.
1: Good habits.
2: Oh, I'm like now living with Des and I'm realizing like men really, I don't know what they did before women.
1: Okay. So that's why I want to, <laughs> why did you ask me that? How quickly did you move into wifey duties?
2: Well, this is my man, thing. Tell me I've, everything. I've never done wifey duties. I'm like, I'm realizing that karma is hitting me because I'm messy. I'm sloppy. I never do shit. I make guys do my laundry. I make guys do everything. That's what I loved. Cause I've never found a guy with like balance in respect either like i he respected me too much or i respected him too much but now doesn't i respect each other the same mm-hmm. and i like want to do things for him and i've never had this happen to me and he said i could stay at his house for a bit bitch i was buying candles and throw pillows second day
1: i, throw pillows.
2: I bought a furry throw pillow because it was that. really soft Kate, I, I don't know what this side is to me. It's like my, my ovaries are tingling. I've never had this happen to me. And I'm turning into, it's like it, this new person and he like is fine with it. But I'm like, I didn't know I had this in me. I cleaned up after him yesterday out of pure, like
1: just animalistic, like, th- I don't know who I am. That's what I'm saying. I don't have to sit on my hands. I ended up doing it, but I would like them to at least try it first for a while. But the fact that you're Listen, I think he's
2: the first guy that's been marriage material that I've dated. That's why.
1: 100%.
2: Like, I've never even smelled marriage material. And now that I am, I am becoming a robot of, like, I'm becoming domesticated. Like, I don't know.
1: I don't, I can't even look at myself in the mirror. I know that this show is supposed to be called Burning in Hell honey you in love you are in love I've also
2: gained 10 pounds because we ordered takeout every night and we're just like yeah let's get the burrata yeah like we're just like in love
1: beginning four months of a relationship where it's just just get fat and sassy delivery (laughs) text and delivery it's like you want to have sex again yeah and then you like it's almost like sports you're like okay ready that's the first we need a carb load we need a carb load see I didn't play sports but thank you (laughs) I was a cheerleader I was like get it carb load yay um and then you go back for the second quarter you're like halftime okay now we're getting the pizza and then you go keep going it's like a very fun marathon
2: I do want to say you have been very supportive of me and Des with you've done your own research and you've sent me multiple very nice texts about it and I Don't really appreciate
1: it. I'm a good friend. You know? No,
2: you, like, you didn't have to like care about it. And you've no. t- gone out of your way to be like, hey, like I'm happy for you. Here's and what that I will say. makes me smile. Do you have any warnings or, or? Here's what
1: I will say. That Luke guy that dressed like, wanted to dress like a pirate, <laughs> I did not look him up. I could tell it was different with this one. I, that's why I looked into it. I'm like, okay, this is, seems a little different. And when I looked at his Instagram and his stand up. And you're a stand-up comedian. It's just really cute, and I love it Thank when the pot finds its lid. Like, I mean, we'll
2: see because we are testing ourselves immediately. Like, we did a volleyball, volleyball tournament yesterday, which people say you don't just like play competitive sports that you're not that good at with your significant other. Like, we've we installed a bed together already, and we we get into we haven't fought that much, but we got. To, I'm just not afraid to say how I feel around him, and I've dated a lot of guys where I just bite my tongue. Uh-huh. and then wait, like, seven months, and then go, I hate everything about this <laughs> and you, and I'm fucking done. And they're like, what? And so I'm it, like, yeah, was, read my mind next time.
1: Like you wanted to watch uh, the History Channel. And you're like, and that time six months ago, I'm still, what's her name? So here's the thing, though. How long have you guys been dating? Like, how long?
2: Okay, so we've only, we've been dating for three months, but we've only spent five weeks physically together.
1: Well, that's the best. Cause like Romeo well, we and Juliet, like oh well, we can't we, we like the beginning we we're just, like infatuated, but oh so far but so close. We yes. So then you guys reunited. It's like yes, finally. Um. My thing is, if we're gonna
2: fail, let's fail fast. Let's.
1: Yes, let's figure it out. You I know? feel
2: like some people don't move in because they're like, oh, there might be issues. I want to see what those issues are asap. Because
1: okay. if it's not gonna work out, let's. Here's my theory. You know, like usually in dating, they're like. Let's go to a nice restaurant, have some, a nice bottle of wine. Like I can have fun with anyone over a gorgeous meal and a gorgeous bottle of wine.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I, have, I can do that by myself. Have a great mm-hmm. time. First date should be the DMV.
2: I'm obsessed with that. It because sounds like actually a new reality show that you need a host. It's called what? it's called first date at the DMV, and whoever survives gets married. To
1: love. License to love. Yes. Oh my God, Kate, write that oh my down. God, Andy, where are you? Andy, are you? Andy, go in. <laughs> okay. I oh, still have, But here's why, because if you can have fun at the DMV with someone, you know, you can get through anything and then you work your way up to the nice dinners yes. or go grocery shopping or go to Target and get your yes. toilet paper and shampoo. Because at the end of the day, once the infatuation wears off, you're going to end up needing like, do we need double ply toilet paper? What do you-? you want two in one shampoo? You mm-hmm. need to know if you can have fun doing the mundane. He he let
2: me smell every single candle at Home Goods, and it took like nine right minutes. And, well, he didn't even understand like Home Goods, and I was like, I am from Brooklyn, so I didn't really understand it that well. But I knew from Twitter that it's like a religion. And then I started to see the price points, and I was like, I. And then like when you, <laughs> she's checking your pulse right now. When you, he he was like, I don't want to wait in that long line. I go, honey, the line is the best part.
1: It's the journey.
2: It's the journey. When the
1: line of home goods is the equivalent to the DMV. Same, same.
2: Where <laughs> everything, I'm like, do we need that? Do we want that? Do we need that?
1: Um, <laughs> both- terms, home goods. You guys are engaged. Florida terms taking a man to home goods. You guys are engaged.
2: There are some guys who get annoyed real easy early on, and I was testing him a little, and he was, like, laughing, and I was being a little annoying, and he
1: was, like, shrugging it off, and I was like, okay. All right, all right. So what do you think he's done that's tested you? Like, what's his version of home goods? He's like, so I did take her here. Maybe. He made me
2: do a six-hour volleyball tournament yesterday.
1: But you're hey, like a good player.
2: No, I, I know, but, like – I know cu- how comfortable
1: you are with balls.
2: I'm very comfortable with balls. Uh-huh. Handling them I in all too. shapes and forms. Am,
1: uh-huh.
2: Couple activities are cute until you, like – too far with them. I just learned how to play volleyball and I was pretty good. Signs me up for like an advanced volleyball tournament and we played eight matches from 9 30 a.m. and he knows I don't do the morning until 2 30. It was a test. Was it on the beach? Yes on the beach. Oh god. He didn't get enough water for us. I was parched. I mean two three games would have been perfect for me but he was having so much fun. Did we have a couple scuffles? Did I tell him he was like telling me how to move two inches and I was like, I have bigger issues than moving two inches on this court. On the sand court. And we installed an Ikea bed together. How'd that go? Well, we were like saying that, like, oh my God, we didn't fight. And at the very end, I was like, this shit was fucking easy. And then we realized we did
1: something backwards. How did you find out the bed was broken, Hannah? <laughs> <laughs> we totally filled it perfectly. And then we found out we didn't. Then we were clearing
2: the house because my parents <gasps> are coming today. Oh, <gasps> <laughs> have they been there yet? No. Oh, you had to go to Home Goods. I hope oh, we had to. It was an emergency situation. Okay. But my, my mom's coming to help design. And he was like, Can't you do it without your mom? And I go, Why not have an expert? Why not bring an expert in? It's
1: called Outsourcing Des.
2: <laughs> it's called Call a Friend Des. But I want to know from you, because Des is 44 and I've ne- I'm, so, I'm obsessed with him. Mm-hmm. And age is almost like made it so much better. What's mm-hmm. the oldest guy or person you've ever been with?
1: Oh, so in my hometown here, I've never talked about a on Below Deck, but way before that uh it's been 10 years off and on he's 19 years older
2: oh i thought you were gonna say he's 19 years old i was like sweetie
1: (laughs) no i don't go younger i don't go younger 19 years 19 years older but he looks i mean he has like a pretty big penis trust fund The (laughs) the only thing bigger than his trust fund is his wiener Yes. Or for George Clooney, rich trust fund.
2: Oh, yes. And I like the power that, like, you can fuck him, but you also could probably fuck his son if you wanted
1: to. Sure, if he had children. (laughs) Well, he doesn't have children? That's amazing. No, no, because I think when people when people inherit money, Mm. their brain stops developing (laughs) at age 16 because it doesn't have to anymore. Like, they're like, oh, oh, I don't so I just, I don't have to worry about consequences anymore. You don't have to like
2: figure anything out. Nothing. What do you like about him besides his, like his stress fund and his penis?
1: No, no, I don't. We're I don't. over him. Yeah. But it was just like pandemic, small town, you know, I'm a mm-hmm. re- recycle.
2: <laughs> Recycling's healthy.
1: It is. It's conveni- convenience has a value is what I will say.
2: But Kate, since we I got you on here, I wanted to promote our new show. But we obviously oh, yeah. ramble that's all it. over the fucking place. <laughs> We're still in your introduction right now, by the way. What Twenty minutes right
1: in. <laughs> this is not hell. Are you sure this is not hell? Am I am not in hell.
2: Also, you guys, Kate has like these gorgeous sunglasses on this whole time. Mm-hmm. It's it's just an iconic look. I said she's the Florida Rachel Zoe. Um, yeah. So she did unapologetically, Kate. It's a little wordy to say.
1: That's. I didn't. That's, I agree. I was like, you know what I love about unapologetically? You know what I love about that word? It's impossible to say. It's so unapologetically (laughs) full of vowels. Before 9 a.m., I'd just be like, nope.
2: Welcome to Kate. (laughs) And wait, did you like doing radio?
1: (laughs) Um, Radio was actually here. I had these grand visions. Like after Below Jack, I was like, radio, that's right. I really was looking forward, I was like, I can wear sweatpants. Mm -hmm. I predicted the pandemic, basically. I was like, I could do it from my house. I can wear pajamas. And I can have my dog with me. Well, then, that's how it went down. Because they just mailed me equipment. (laughs) Um, You manifested it. I know, it's a secret. Um, I'm unapologetically manifestation. I don't know. (laughs) All my syllables. And I just feel like it was so much more difficult than I expected. As with most new endeavors, you think, I got this, I got this. And then you get there, and you're like, fake it till I make it. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I think I have so much more respect for live. Holy moly. When they are counting down the seconds till you go live and you're not a guest on the show, you're the driver. It is like you are going into space and you are driving the space shuttle and you're like, What? to the moon by myself because then they're like we're not gonna so we're in a countdown from 30 seconds but at 10 we're gonna stop talking to you and, and then they're it's like, up to you don't like, fuck it up yeah they're like, have a great show and 12 11 10 you're like oh god, oh god. Oh god. <laughs> and then to like be like hey i'm super comfortable here alone in my kitchen oh my gosh so i loved it
2: <laughs> so that show's not happening anymore right
1: um well and also because of the pandemic they had people outsourced and it was there I was zooming with people we were all learning together perhaps when I go back to the city um I think the door is open but I don't know if I
2: but it's ha- it had its little run it did its thing and now we'll see in the future when like we- podcast better would you like to do live radio
0: I know someone I know a slot <laughs> Girl, oh. I mean, I did
2: live radio with Nikki Glaser, um, oh, her show. Powerhouse. Powerhouse. You two need to meet. You'd love each other. I wonder if she watches Blowdeck. Deck. But anyway, yeah, she's very into reality TV. But she, yeah, she'd do two hours every morning after doing stand-up all night. And I was like, are you okay? And she's like, I'm not okay. So that's how we bonded. Because oh, we're both not okay. Um, but then. I could be part <laughs> of this club. Yeah, you <laughs> can.
1: Her. Okay, you're right.
2: So then you get this watch with Kate thing with right. below med. So is that like traumatizing to you? Is it fun for you? Cause you just sit back and make comments or is it like reminding you of all the turmoil that you've experienced?
1: So, um, all of the above, but I, you know, I, I don't trust anybody that has like a super healthy background or childhood. I'm like, Oh no trauma. Like, I'm not sure we're going to get along. No. So, I think it's healthy, just like you know, trust fund people. They like their brains don't form. Mm-hmm. So I like challenges, and they offered me to do it for below deck sailing, which I was happy to do. Mm-hmm. It was super fun because basically, um, it's my favorite part of below deck without the manual labor.
2: Yeah, it's like just you you, you were is, always the voice of it, and now you're like officially
1: like. Audience, what does Kate think? The audience avatar, voice of reason, or voice of snark? I, I mean. Love it. You you've made a career out of making wisecracks about other people. You know (laughs) that's why we get along. I know there's something in the word
2: snark that you could I feel like could be good for a show. Anyway, so then you did below deck med. That is a shit show.
1: Oh man, oh man. Honestly, if I could never even hear that phrase again, it it would be great. Um,
2: Do you ever feel pressure to like take a certain side, or you just always give your truth?
1: I said I was unbiased, although people don't think that. I, I promise I was unbiased. I feel like you didn't, you talk shit about Hannah, you talk shit about Kiko. I was like, no, I talk shit about all of them. <laughs> I think they're all assholes and I think they're all morons, okay? Like, I don't think, I think they're, they all. I love you so much. Morons. Oh, I love now you so much. About that whole season, mm-hmm. it's a, it's a sinking ship. Get in a life raft. Let's. Mm-hmm. Get, I mean, no.
2: Do you think that it's compared to any seasons you've had?
1: I. Or think is it like a whole
2: different type of animal this last season of Below Deck? Med? I
1: think that Below Deck in general has become a bigger animal. I think when I started, it was just one original. I mean, it it gets pretty good ratings. The show and it's a genius concept. Oh yeah. It's a confined, um, environment. So that already is a pressure cooker
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then you've got the charter guests coming in and out it's also aspirational because it shows the charter guests. Yeah. it's exotic locales but it's also work work so stressed out i mean it's like the perfect recipe for good tv you know who's so oh, wait, continue but what they the problem is we're also working on a yacht which is like kind of dangerous so that pressure it- though
2: high pressure if someone makes a mistake serious right. repercussions
1: oh. Oh, I mean, the fear of being fired is, like, a great motivator. So, then they got a Mediterranean franchise, and then a sailing franchise, and then the seasons. Like, there are only so many qualified... They're
2: going to the have a kayaking franchise.
1: Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I, have, I have sent gifts. I'm like, is this the next one? Um, It's like a, it's just a, a canoe. It's just um, me and you in a canoe. Drinking <laughs> <got> <laughs> wine. We got it. Like, the surf-style tourist <laughs> blew it up with our... um Whatever. Um, <laughs> But I just feel like, you know, the show's been going on for a while, and they've got a lot of franchises, and I'm not sure if it happened yet, but it might happen soon. Like, you're going to start scraping the bottom of the barrel of, like, qualified yachties that want to do the show. Like, well, there's
2: a lot of people I think they might do it for a year and be like, I can do it.
1: Well, like, Summer, every other Bravo show pretty much maintains a core cast. Yeah. Well, Jack has a revolving door, which makes it great.
2: However, for you, who was a consistent person, like what, six plus years, you have an, I don't know how you did it because the new cast member is always the one that stresses everyone out the most. Like you can watch Housewives because they're immediately trying to get the attention. They have no idea how anything works. They, like, some of them have an ego to them. Some of them are just, like, so high anxiety, and you feel terrible for them the whole time, like, it's really, because you remember when it was your first time, you have to deal with that with, what, six plus people every single season? How did you do
1: that? Not even that, but, like, they also suck at the actual job, like, oh it doesn't matter, like, I gotta tolerate anybody for a long enough time, um, but,
2: and they don't show a lot of the work. So sometimes you will be like, this person sucks at their job. But we're like, they're folding towels. Like, how are they that bad?
1: I'm wearing they sunglasses can't... at 3.30 p.m. Does it seem like, you know, if I'm not getting paid, if I'm not on a yacht, I'm not living a real strict life. But that was what, like, there was so much work that literally had to be done. And I was like, I feel like a lot of the episodes or a lot of the seasons should have been called like, let's put a bunch of assholes on a boat with Kate and see how she reacts. Season four,
2: but then there's also a positive that there's like fresh new assholes to smell each season. Where like
1: (laughs) I'm stuck with the (laughs) same ones every season. (laughs) At some point, you're like every new season brings a new asshole to smell.
2: (laughs) Wait, who do you think was like the hottest guy you've ever worked with on all your seasons?
1: Mm, I mean, that's hard. I've I've hooked up with so many. (laughs) I never hooked up on camera. How was that for you?
2: um never sober but actually kissing on camera sober is so weird yeah because like there's grown men and watching you, like, you kiss you know
1: them. it's <laughs> kind of like your well, cousin is it, like right there
2: yeah and it's not it's like tongue kissing and I always pull away early like I can't I can't I, I can't
1: get to it too, too but deep. you have banged on camera too huh
2: I've banged in a bathroom where I put the faucet on, I put the shower on, and they still somehow heard my breathing. And then they, uh, they heard Luke go down on me where I was moaning, screaming, yelling. I just went off. It was great.
1: Wow. Okay, yeah. so it's not total pirate. But
2: we put a t-shirt over the camera, so we kind of felt like, well, they can't see us. So then I just kind of had fun.
1: Hannah, Hannah, Hannah. That is the rookie mistake. The moment you put something over the camera is the moment the control room's like, yep, they're doing something that we don't want to see. Yeah,
2: actually, Courtney Skipon—is that how you pronounce her name? Yes. So she—I watched her on your season. Mm-hmm. She's so funny and sweet on Instagram with me. Like, I don't even know her, and she would like my stuff, Absolutely. or she would, like comment on she our stuff.
1: That, um when she posted a story for our new show, Bravo's chat room last night, she said, "I the I sweetest." Love, she said, "I love you, Kate Chasane," but then she also said, "Hi." Hannah,
2: we 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 like funny Dan.
1: this? What is this? I I mean, I'm not jealous, but kind of. She's almost
2: like emerging as a mini Kate because she tweeted she tweeted something funny about Summer House. Basically, how she like fucking oh. hates us.
1: See, I would have tweeted that so many years ago, but I was trying to be polite.
2: Yeah. No, she she basically yeah was like, yeah. wait, I did this all wrong. Summer House just gets hammered and doesn't have to do any work. Said, I. I was
1: played. I played myself. Summer house where it's at. They do no work. All I do is hang on a
2: man. They make us like clean up our parties and we all are like what? And we're all like oh. Or like in the morning we have to like do the dishes and we're like this is prison. This is prison with a pool.
1: I I don't feel bad for you but I know what you feel like.
2: Well, because we're, like, housewives don't have to, like, fucking clean up their fucking crazy parties. Where uh, Them, they're, like, you're in a summer house. You have to clean up. And we're, like, we normally hire people. And they're, like, nope, clean up. <laughs> That's
1: what I said in my first season. because Clean up a huge party of 100 people? I'm fine cleaning up my room. I, mean, I might have it in a day. And if, I have, if I'm making good money, I'm going to be, like, hey, I'm going to go to the pool. I'm going to pay somebody else. Exactly. You know, outsource. Right? Outsourcing is just smart. It's not worth my time. And especially because I'm terrible I've, at cleaning. My first season, I... Paid some locals. We were in Tortola, <laughs> a bunch of cash. I didn't understand how reality TV worked. I was like, I'm just gonna do my thing. I guess you're gonna record it. But I know they're like rules, like, no, you can't just walk off the boat. Like, I disappeared the first day for like two miles. They're like, um, so first rule, everyone, welcome to filming. You can't just leave. Okay. <laughs> have been waiting for three hours. Like, does anyone know where the Chiefs do is? And I was like, marching down the island. I just was used to freedom. um well,
2: well, now you do have a new form of freedom. Yeah. And you are locked in your Florida um, rental. However, we have a new show, Bravo's Chat Room. And you not only are one of the stars of the show, but you're a producer on it. And we're very involved in it being created.
1: I was just as surprised as you were when it said executive producer. But I'm so thrilled because that sounds extra fancy. She's like,
2: now that it came out and we
1: love it. I would love to be an executive I, producer. I, I it's so true yesterday. People were like, are you so excited for the premiere? I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. I, I was like, I don't know. I don't know. I, not my show, not my problem. But it's so cute. I love how it turned out. Yeah, so basically, I've always loved Bravo. Um, what was your favorite I, Bravo shows? Well, Rachel Zoe was my favorite. I'm much older than you. I don't, you were probably playing tennis when you were like six. <laughs> Rachel Zoe and Brad Goreski. And it was, like, the days when Bravo was first, like, getting its legs. Mm -hmm. I think Queer Eye had just come out, and then it was, like, very artistic. It was, like, Jonathan Anton Blowout, hairstylist, and Queer Eye. It was just very much creative. I loved the glitz and the glamour. It's very aspirational network. So then when I heard Below Deck was going to be on Bravo, I was like, I don't even care what show it is. Put me on. Yeah. And I've always loved, also, Fashion Police on E! And I feel like E! and Bravo are, you know. Sisters. sister, Sister Planets, Yeah. Um, And I was sad when fashion police went away because basically it was just a bunch of funny people sitting around being like, did you see what she wore? Well, nowadays you can't call people ugly, I guess. But you would say I would not have gone with the red sequin jumpsuit. Basically
2: fashion police like isn't a thing anymore. It's like, I feel like, I guess people are too sensitive that you can't be like hot or not. Like you can't say that people aren't hot.
1: Here's what I think. When it, the difference between being judgmental and a sociologist I don't ever like to comment on something that somebody was born with mm-hmm. only their choices yes an outfit is a choice mm-hmm. so you made that choice so I'm gonna comment, like because you can change it to, you know yeah like, our brains are always evolving and, and your brain needs to evolve or not or maybe not but like anything that they were born with I'm not gonna be like god can you believe she has brown eyes like <laughs> no, not, you know just anything they choose, behavior, is, I think, open to conversation. Anyways, so, I just felt like Bravo needed a show like that about yeah. two years ago, and I wanted it to be have, like, the most dynamic, iconic, cool, uh, Bravo people, but they all live in different areas of the world, like mm-hmm. LA, Atlanta, Potomac, New York, Florida, Texas, all over the place, and a producer said... Two years ago, she was psychic. She was like, "What if we had them like call in like CNN correspondence in like small windows?" I was like, "That's so
2: clever." She's like, "What if we purposely created a disease that so no one we could leave their time. house?" So then,
1: we're China <laughs>
2: and the rest is history. <laughs> well, it's amazing because. We did some chemistry tests and like I was just honored to be asked but like I knew me and you like hit it off always and then I was always texting you and I was like do you think they're gonna like me or do you think this show is gonna get greenlit and you were just like girl like I feel good obviously I don't want to get your hopes up and whatever but you're like I feel good about it.
1: No I'm pretty sure I told you from the beginning I was like girl you're definitely top top pick number one draft.
2: I couldn't like fully believe you though because I'm like you like I'm a Bravo fan two years ago I got on Bravo I literally fell off and just suddenly I'm on a Bravo talk show like it's really crazy but you're right that you were telling me this is my passion like comedy and talking and podcasts that's my passion um, right. so the fact that you've given me that kind of outlet makes me so happy because I'm used to doing reality TV and i getting my entire personal life torn apart To so to just go on and make people laugh and get edited nicely was like the best ever
1: Me and you both were like, I'm like, you mean I don't have to wear a blue polo shirt or like live on a boat for six weeks? Great.
2: I could look gorgeous. No, like Kate, to be edited like that, like they literally cut down like everything that wasn't perfect.
1: on us. Yes. And I was like, I look great. And everyone was like, I didn't appreciate how, how, like you really look great. Halfway through, I was like, they put a filter on me.
2: Actually, my mom told me that. I just, I'm like, have a very false sense of confidence in myself I have reverse body dysmorphia and I was like I'm gorgeous and I forgot how gorgeous oh, I
1: am I, honestly I think I said five times like I didn't use a lot of self-tanner guys <laughs> I went
2: live right after and looked at my face and I was like who is this bitch on Instagram live because that's not the one who was on TV
1: just now <laughs> We should edit all of this out we really are that gorgeous and we really are that charming
2: we are we are that charming so I'm just so excited about it. I want to wrap this up, but with a final game.
1: Okay. And
2: it's called Heaven or Hell. Heaven or Hell. So I'm going to give you options. Tell me which one's heaven, which one's hell. Okay. Living with your mom during the pandemic, or working on a yacht?
1: Living with my mom during the pandemic is heaven. Working on a yacht is hell.
2: Okay, dating an ugly guy with a great personality, or dating a hot girl with an annoying personality?
1: Ew, ugly guy. Good personality is heaven. I'm the hot girl. No, no. You like
2: being the hot one.
1: Yeah, that's why I like the lesbian sharks. Yeah.
2: I already know the answer to that one. Okay, being a chef or
1: being second stew. Ooh, good one. Hell, if you can't stand the heat, get out of the kitchen. The chef is hell. Because oh <laughs> stew, you've got no worries, no responsibilities, but you'll experience heaven. True, and then you're just like, oh, I didn't know. Oh, not my pro- I'm not the boss. Just- <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, okay, choking during sex, a romantic slow sex.
1: You know what I always say? Heaven for the climate, hell for the company.
2: <laughs> I don't know
1: what that means. <laughs> you know, heaven for the climate, it's nice there, but all the fun people are in hell. You're
2: right, you're right. We know what she she? We know that what should
1: she be your now. new podcast slogan, heaven for the climate, hell for the company.
2: I'm obsessed with that. Also with your shades on saying that, you just seem like a CEO.
1: I look like Satan.
2: <laughs> you look like Satan as a CEO with a jewel. Um, FaceTiming or phone call?
1: I mean, FaceTime's obviously worse.
2: <laughs> but your facial expressions are the fucking best or your lack of.
1: Exactly. But I've, I've gotten more into FaceTime since the pandemic. So I don't know. I, to, TBD. I'm in purgatory. I am in FaceTime purgatory. A pandemic.
2: Wine or vodka?
1: Oh, wine is heaven vodka is hellish. Oh, look at your cat.
2: Oh yeah, my cat's in the background. That's butter. She's needs attention all the time, like her mom.
1: She's like, Mom, it's been over an hour.
2: I know. Last one. Oh, this is easy. Salad or a burger? Hell is a salad. And that's why I fucking love you. Um finally, we shot Bravo's chat room and the first episode has aired, but at the time this comes out, the second episode has aired. What are your like, biggest anxieties about it? What's your ha- like, favorite parts about it? How do you feel about the rest of the, of the cast? Give me your final thoughts.
1: So as far as Bravo's chat room goes, I don't know about you, but I am pleasantly surprised. At, I really feel like we all get along like we're friends. I actually, when we stopped filming the other day, I was like, okay, bye guys. I miss you. Yeah, like, you were like
2: so nice. I was like worried about you. I'm like, are you okay?
1: I have been in isolation for a long time. That's true. <laughs> but, I mean, I, we did a lot of chemistry tests and we've met a lot you of did. people And like even zooming with your family members. You're like, okay, put the phone down Blair Witch, but this was like enjoyable and easy. Yes. And I want to hear your thoughts.
2: Well, first of all, I love the aesthetic. It looked – it was a whole different – like, I love saying different animals, this podcast. I've never said that in my life. But it's a different animal compared to Watch Reppens Live. Like, the aesthetic is so different. It's so modern. It's clean. It's – I just love – because I'm very into, like, making sure that it it feels like our vibe. And we were afraid, like, the music or the graphics could have been just so off and it would have just ruined it. Like, there were so many little details that need to be good. And I'm telling you, I was expecting to just be, like – we tried our best, but it just, it, it, there's so I many little have, things. I was
1: ready to blame the pandemic. Yeah.
2: There's so many little things that had to be right for it to be good.
1: They, uh, they
2: nailed it. I am so into this show. You guys, if you haven't watched Bravo's chat room, it's on at 1030 p.m. Eastern, right after Watch Romans Live. Also, lastly, we, I got a DM from Andy Cohen. Andy Cohen followed me on Twitter for the first time yesterday. <laughs> I just wanted to tell Kate, Kate I'm just going to tell you what he said to me. And he DM'd me and he said, wait, I'm going to find it. It was pretty amazing. He said, congrats on your first show. I dig it. XOXO XO, XO. I nearly died. So Andy, we will do anything for you. We will give you all our love. We are Andy's angels. I feel like Charlie's angels.
1: Andy chose us and we just I need. Love, I love that he said Andy's angels. I love that so much. We just need
2: to bring him joy by talking all kinds of shit, not holding back. and my only anxiety is I hope it gets picked up.
1: Well, here's the advice he told me we were talking about at one point. And he said, you know, this isn't a tea party. And I was like, you know, so we have, we're going to disagree with each other.
2: I'm excited for that because one thing we have to remember is we're all reality TV stars too. And the reason we are reality people is because we are unfiltered and we will say our truth.
1: Oh God. This is how every beginning of the season starts. You're like, "I love this crew. I love <laughs> so much. End of season, you're like, I hate that one. I hate that one. They're blocking each other. So you know, early days, mm-hmm. cross that we still have the good vibes um, after our sixth episode.
2: But also I think we can have like mature disagreements. And because it's virtual, like no one can pull each other's hair out.:
1: <laughs> If I flip a table, I'm only punishing myself.
2: You have to clean it up. There's no producers around. Or well, nice PA. Well, Kate, you're the fucking best. I love you so much. And I feel so fortunate to even like be on a screen with you. Um, yeah. Anything else that you want to promote or where can people follow you? Uh,
1: you can follow me at Twitter and Instagram at Kate underscore Chastain. Um, And that's it for now, y'all.
2: Hell yeah. Guys, give us your feedback on the talk show and we're going to keep bringing it. Bravo's chat room. Bravo's chat room. I just say the talk show. Right. Yeah, it's new. I'm getting used to it, but hopefully it becomes a staple. Um, Or maybe I just jinxed it. But regardless, you're so funny, so smart as always.
1: Enjoy your home goods candles with your big, you know, parents at the boyfriend's house.
2: My parents actually just got here, that's why I have to leave. Otherwise, was I was gonna. I, tell. I, tell. I was gonna bother you longer, but anyway, Kate, you're the best.
1: Talk to you tomorrow.
2: Bye, bitch. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>